Welcome to the week 11 edition of the DFS Fantasy Football Brothers podcast. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about some of the uh, budget players and some of the obvious players that we're looking at in DFS this week. Carson, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well, and I guess we can go ahead and start with our first quarterback pick. Are you ready? Yeah, let's. He's back. He's back. Our first pick is Cam Newton at only fifty one hundred dollars. Cam is facing a really good matchup, which it should have been for Brady last week, and I did a Buccaneer stack, and I'm still very disappointed about that. Um, but is Cam Newton against the football team in Carolina? Um, at 5100 that's just an insanely cheap price. I mean, that's the same price as Zach Wilson, for example. Um, so I think that for what he can do on the ground gives him a really good floor. A lot of the same reasoning we've given with Jalen Hurts in the past could be applied to Cam Newton. The only thing I'm hesitant about is, you know, he's facing his old coach that probably knows how to stop him. But I just think his floor might be too good for this price, so I think he's a very good option at 5,100. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, Washington did did just lose Chase Young, uh, a defensive end, for the season, so their defense is a little bit weaker now, uh, especially that pass rush. I think that Cam Newton, assuming he gets all of the... uh, all of the work, he kind of split work with uh, P.J. Walker last week, but... Uh, we expect Cam Newton to get the start and, you know, be that leader for the for the Panthers. And so, yeah, I mean, at that price, it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to I mean, you can't get better at that price. Agreed. All right, we can move on to Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, so Tua is facing the Jets, and if I have to convince you more, <laughs> uh, the Jets are at the bottom of the barrel in terms of defensive rankings. Uh, 31st in passing yards allowed, 29th in rushing yards allowed, last in total yards and points allowed. So, you know, if the Dolphins are going to get it done with the limited options that they have, uh, with no Will Fuller and no Devontae Parker, it's going to be Tua leading the way, and I think he has a good opportunity against the Jets this week. Yeah, it sounds good. I agree with that. And I also think uh, we'll mention at least one of uh, his teammates later on in a different position. So he has some stack opportunities at really good value for them as well. So I guess we can move on to Jimmy Garoppolo, only a hundred dollars more, fifty six hundred. A lot of the same reasoning. He's playing the Jaguars. I mean, who have surprisingly they have kept uh, Josh Allen and Carson Wentz pretty quiet. But you know, this Forty ers team is in really good form, and Garoppolo still really cheap uh, for what he's been doing recently in his past three games. Yeah, 30, 23, and 15. Don't feel great about 15, but uh, the 49ers were just like dominating that game. I expect... Yeah, that was a game that was a game where they just completely ran down the Rams' yeah. throat. I expect him to need to throw a little bit more even though this is still a team that should be uh, easier, but running was just working so well for him. And but at 5600, I mean, he doesn't have to do too much for him to have a big return. I mean, just two weeks ago, for the same price point, he got you 30. So he's capable of doing that. And it's it's been interesting to see him kind of just get in a good form and see this team start doing well all of a sudden. Yeah, similar to Tua with Garoppolo, you have even better uh, options in terms of stacking potential. And oh, yeah. we'll talk about that later as well. All right. Do you want to talk about Dak Prescott at 7,200? Sure, why not? I mean, we saw what he did last week, 26.3 DraftKings points, just shy. He was four yards shy of that three-point bonus, which he would have gotten from 300 passing yards, 
But alas, you still got 26 points out of him. That was against the Atlanta Falcons. This week he's going up against Kansas City, who, you know, despite what they did against uh, the Raiders last week, uh, are still a pretty bottom-tier defense. And I like Dak Prescott having Michael Gallup back in the offense. You know, the running backs are doing well, and C.D. Lamb is hot. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for, you know, a big shootout in this game, and, and that's what you're looking for with DraftKings. Agreed. And we'll move on to running backs and start with Tony Pollard at 4,700, Dak's teammate. And since that we're hoping that this game, as far as DFS is concerned, will be a shootout, uh, I mean, Pollard would kind of be a bold play, but he could definitely return his value and more. I mean, in week two, he had 26 points, um, and he's had 14.3 in week five and 15.8 in week 10. He's averaging 10.8 fantasy or daily fantasy points uh, on the season. And we talked about this in the matchup preview show. He almost had like an identical. He was actually more efficient than Dak on the ground. Yeah, he matched. He, yeah, he matched Zeke in total touches, uh, fewer rushing attempts, but more efficient in his rushing. Yeah, and whenever you have a running back that you know last week had six receptions for fifty-six yards, I mean, he's returning his value and more, even with just his rushing totals. I don't expect him to replicate that necessarily, but in a shootout game, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a touchdown and multiple receptions that make forty-seven hundred seem like a uh, easy decision for Tony Pollard. Uh, I'll let you now talk about David Montgomery at fifty-five hundred. Yeah, at 5,500, we've seen, you know, he came back from injury last week and uh, immediately was an impact on the team. We saw that Khalil Herbert basically disappeared in terms of relevance. So David Montgomery at this price point, you know, earlier in the season, he was uh, above 6,000. So the matchup is pretty good, I'd say. And just the way that Chicago utilizes David Montgomery, I mean, he's he's a 20-plus carry guy, um, gets a few targets, you know, three, four targets a game in, in earlier in the season. So obviously a lot of opportunity for Montgomery in, a, in an offense that otherwise kind of struggles to have consistent players. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we can move on to Dearness Johnson at 5,600, and I guess kind of put an asterisk next to his name. This is really only uh, if Chubb would was to be out right wouldn't you agree yeah that that is a contingency play uh the i mean the 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 idea is that they're playing the lions who are absolutely horrible against running backs you'd love to play your running back against the detroit lions and so at 5600 it's a great opportunity if chubb is unavailable because presumably cream hunt will miss yet another game and that leaves the door open for Dearness, and we've seen him in his two starts. He's really he's really shown up. So if that is the case again this week, he's a great option. Yeah, and yeah, like Blake said, we've seen him in the two games where he's had the backfield to himself. He's had twenty two point seven and twenty seven point eight points. So uh, he's legit. This is his most expensive price he has been all season, but still, it's cheap because it's a contingency play at the end of the day. So they can't pr- price him too high. Um, I guess you can. If you want to talk about Miles Gaskin, you have him in your lineup at 5,700. I do. Uh, so we talked about this in the regular season show. Last week we talked about how he was probably going to struggle because it was an even week. This week is week 11. He's on his way up in terms of potential uh, playing the Jets, obviously, like we talked about with Tua. And, I, I mean, like I said, I mean, I listed off the, the defensive stats for the Jets. It's It's very bad. Miles Gaskin is getting a lot of opportunities in this offense. Not always efficient with them, but 
if it's any trend, and it seems to be since week five, every odd week he has had double-digit fantasy points. And, you know, at some point you have to, like, you have to recognize that there is something going on there that's just, you know, outside of control. And I think that's the case here this week. It all lines up to uh, continue that trend. Agreed. Um, I can talk about A.J. Dillon at 6,200. Aaron Jones will be out for this game, and Dillon had 26.8 points last game against the Seahawks. Um, He just got it done, and we've seen him be creeping into this backfield, and we've been saying free Aaron Jones, and now unfortunately Aaron Jones is injured, so A.J. Dillon is literally free in this backfield, and it's not an extremely cheap price for him. Um, You're paying for him getting this role, but at the end of the day, it's still pretty cheap. Uh, cheaper than a lot of options there's still plenty of people above him and it's a pretty good matchup I mean this Vikings defense ranks 28th in rushing yardage allowed per game so AJ Dillon could be getting a lot of work and be very successful so I think that it'd be a smart play and I'll let I guess we can move on to Joe Mixon if you want to talk about him 7600 yeah so in three of his past four games he's had over 25 fantasy points on DraftKings He's getting consistent volume, he's scoring touchdowns, and he's got, uh, let's see, 16 targets in those over those four games. He had zero in week seven, so erase that, and you have uh, 16 targets in three games, and I mean, that's, that's consistent usage in the passing game, so you like to see that. He's getting decent yards, and, uh, you know, facing the Raiders, I, I'm not really worried about that matchup. I think that they are ranked. They rank twenty seventh against the against the run, and that's a great opportunity for Joe Mixon to uh, continue his his streak. Agreed. We can move on to Michael Gallup, our first wide receiver. We'll talk about, and again, he's just an extremely cheap option, forty two hundred. Uh, this passing core is very strong, and I, we both expect that this game. Now that we're talking about so much, it probably won't be surprisingly. But these are two super strong offenses in the Cowboys and the Chiefs. So I expect this to be a very high-scoring game and Gallup to get work. I mean, he had three receptions in Week 10, but he hadn't played since Week 1 where he had four receptions. So this will probably be his first full game where he's back in full swing of things, uh, back in this offense and getting the looks that he probably deserves. And yeah, you have to keep in mind... doesn't risk too much. Yeah, you have to keep in mind also that uh, last week... Most of the Cowboys starters were pulled at the beginning of the fourth quarter, uh, just because it was such a it was such a massacre. So yeah. expect expect a more competitive game against Kansas City, and that gives more opportunity for Gallup and the rest of the pass catchers. All right, um, Rashad Bateman, forty five hundred. Yeah. So on the other side, if we expect uh, David Montgomery to do well, we kind of expect Baltimore to have to pass the ball in order to keep up. And I think that, you know, Rashad Bateman at this price, 4500 he's had double-digit scoring every game that he's played except for Week 6. Uh, and that is, I mean, that's good. He's got high targets, 8, 8, 6, and 6. So he's a reliable option in this offense, and I think he's emerging as a rookie that, uh, that Lamar Jackson likes throwing to. Yep. Uh, next wide receiver, Elijah Moore at 4900 we're seeing the emergence of Elijah Moore, and it's been pretty exciting uh, for this rookie. Joe Flacco is starting, so we'll see how that changes things, but I still expect him to be reliable enough to have allow Moore to have a good day. Uh, Moore's past four games, he's had double-digit scoring in daily fantasy. 
And what I like about him too is even in a game where the Jets lost 17 to 45 to the Bills, he still had 13.4 points. He has three receiving touchdowns in the past two games, so he's getting end zone looks. So, and this Dolphins defense scares you way less than the Buffalo defense. So I expect more to getting to continue to get more receiving touchdowns and be a really good play. And we can move on to Jalen Waddle at 5,600. All right, so we talked about Tua earlier. We talked about Gaskin. Here's another guy that I like in this offense, in this matchup especially. Uh, and we talked about it in the season-long show that as long as Miami has a reduced receiving core, which they will this week again, it's Waddle and it's Gasicki that are the guys in the passing game that you really like. And so at this price, 5600 I like the matchup. I like the usage that Waddle's getting in this offense. He's got double-digit targets in three of the of his past five games, no lower than six targets in any one of those games. So he's getting the looks, and he's getting the opportunities. It's a great matchup. I like him. I agree. Uh, Hunter Renfro, 5800 uh, I mean, this he's become incredibly reliable. He's only had one game this entire season with single-digit scoring and back-to-back games with 17 uh, points and change. So back-to-back games with seven receptions, back-to-back games with a touchdown. I expect him to continue this form uh, in a game that the Raiders will probably have to be passing against the Bengals. And Hunter Renfro, maybe outside of Darren Waller, but arguably <laughs> Renfro is a, emerged as the you know, the biggest pass-catching threat in this offense. So I expect him to continue that form, and he's still being priced at a very low price. It's his most expensive of the season, but he still hasn't even hit that $6,000 threshold. He's still very underrated in my eyes. Um, we can move on to a more expensive option, C.D. Lamb at 7600 Yeah, I mean, I think you're noticing a trend that we're talking about the same few games uh, I mean, what more can I say? C.D. Lamb has been hot in his in two of his past three, 28 and 20, and that's in week 10 and 8. We're not going to really talk about week 9 where, you know, Denver kind of surprised them all, surprised the nation and punched, uh, punched the Cowboys in the mouth there. But, yeah, I, I, he's getting the targets 7, 9, and 8 in those previous three, and he's clearly the, the best option in that offense uh, ahead of Amari Cooper. So if you're going to go for the best, go with CD on this offense. Agreed. We can move on to our last wide receiver we'll talk about, Debo Samuel, 7,800. I mean, what's so unique about Debo in this last game where he had 30.3 daily fantasy points, five receptions, 97 yards, and a touchdown, and five rushes for 36 yards and a touchdown. What's so unique about Debo is if this offense is finding more success on the run, Debo gets involved. And he's had uh, four games with over 100 receiving yards, almost did it last week to make it five. And, you know, he keeps on getting touchdowns both through the air and on the ground. And I just expect him to be extremely productive. And this offense always finds a way to use Debo, which is just invaluable as far as fantasy is concerned and on the football field. Um, I guess we can move on to tight ends. Do you want me to talk about him or do you want to take Cole Komet for 3,400? That's all you. Okay. So, with Cole Komet, this is really because we're going to move on and talk about kind of the big three after Cole Komet. But Cole Komet has, you know, led this offense in receptions, is what he did in week t- nine, because they were on by in week 10. Six receptions for 87 yards. 
we had talked about him before in a matchup previews video, but we kind of disregarded him having long-term value because Jimmy Graham was out. But Jimmy Graham was in this game, and Cole Komet seeing the the receptions. I guess what's risky about it is you got Justin Fields at QB, who did have his best passing day of the of the season in Week Nine. But just having a tight end getting six receptions and almost a hundred receiving yards at thirty four hundred, uh, if you want to spend low, he could be someone to, uh, you know, hope that he pays off for you. I wouldn't say yeah. that he's a safe option, but he could be. He could turn out well for you. Yeah, he's going to be a risk or reward play. But uh, with Baltimore, you have to keep in mind they are they do rank last in passing yards allowed per game, meaning that they give up a lot of yards through the air. So with Komet being a pass catcher, and he's even gotten a few rushing attempts, I believe. But, you know, outside of that, uh, I think that he's probably going to be a reliable option, but, you know, risk or reward at that price. All right. Do you just want to kind of lump together the big three of Waller, Kittle, Kelsey? Or what do you think? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's fine. I mean, Darren Waller is... So I would rank them in this order. Kelsey, Kittle, Waller. Kind of like how they're priced. Um, Yeah. Waller has been disappointing, but he did get double digits. I mean, he's gotten double digits in all but two games this year. So you have to like him for that. And the other side of it is, you know, uh, Vegas, like you said, is going to have to pass the ball. And we've seen how reliable Renfro has been. And I think that Waller can, you can at least count on 10 points from Waller. And you can't really say that about a lot of other tight ends on this slate. So from that perspective, Waller is a good option and he has upside, and we've seen that in his uh, in his past. Agreed. Um, we want to just move on to defenses. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, yeah, you know what you're getting to fall through those guys. They're the spend up options, and they'll get you a return in value. Um, defenses. So we'll start with the Vikings at twenty three hundred. It's kind of the same reasoning that we gave for them last week, although it didn't really pay off for you when they played the Chargers, only had five points. But you know. The other defenses that are around them, the Vikings will probably be your safest bet if you're wanting to spend very low at defense. Uh, this Packers team is not a good matchup necessarily, but it's in Minnesota, and it's a divisional matchup, so I expect the game to be uh, competitive. And so if you're wanting to spend very low on defense, I mean, you're not going to—you don't want to buy the Texans, Lions, Chiefs against Dallas, Jaguars, Jets— it, those are the play. Those are the teams that are around them. So I think the Vikings, same reasoning as last week, could be a good punt option for defense. Um, and I guess this is actually the defense that my brother, my dad, and I all picked at the Panthers defense at twenty seven hundred. Yeah. So Panthers playing at home against the Washington Football Team. Uh, those two things make me feel good about them. Uh, in addition to that. They have been double-digit scoring in two of the past three, and then seven against my New England Patriots in Week 9. So, you know, still a pretty respectable outcome in that game for their defense. Uh, I think the the best thing about them is that they're getting pressure. They seem to be getting uh, a decent amount of sacks in the previous few games, and it's those numbers are not inflated by defensive touchdowns, which means that if that does happen, then that's that's that uh, that score will go even higher. Yeah. I think that is a great value pick. Um, But if you're wanting to spend up, I'll just lump together the top three most expensive options. Dolphins playing the Jets for 3,600. 49ers playing the Jaguars for 3,700. And Titans playing the Texans for 3,900. I mean, that's kind of the usual suspects of matchups you like. Jets, Jaguars, Texans. Uh, um, 
so I think you feel really good about him. This Dolphins team has been very good. I mean, they shut down Lamar and the Ravens, so I expect them to do that against the Jets. This 49ers defense has been strong, and everyone's you know been pretty good at shutting down the Jaguars. Even in the even in the Jaguars' freak upset against the Bills, it was like six to nine, so they didn't allow many points. They just the Bills couldn't score for some reason. And then this Titans defense we talked about last week uh, for being a value play, but now they're the most expensive. But they're playing this Texans defense or offense, which is just really struggling in general. And it's in Tennessee. So all of those, I mean, the... the uh, Yeah, the, last, time, last time we saw Terod Taylor play, he threw for three interceptions. Yeah, so I think you feel good about that. The, I mean, the position ranking for these three defenses... Uh, based off the the opposition position ranking is 32nd 30th 31st like these are literally the three the offenses three. yeah the bottom three yeah. offenses so that's why we would recommend them because they should be very safe picks all right yeah Thanks. so that pretty much wraps it up thank you guys for listening hope you have good luck in the contests for sunday and enjoy the football games peace out everybody